0: The Power of Sound, a Monocle 24 collaboration with Kev. I'm Arlo Parks. I'm 20 years old. I'm an artist, a poet and a songwriter from West London. And my newest album is called Collapsed in Sunbeams. When I first started exploring my voice, I would say that I was probably, it must have been when I was younger and I was in choir. And that was interesting because it's all about kind of creating something kind of collective and uniform rather than exploring your voice as something individual. But I think that's when I realized that I got so much joy out of singing. In terms of the Arlo Park sound, I would say that it's kind of always in flux. I think the way that I create is very much based on instinct and intuition. I think it's genuinely about what I wake up feeling like that morning. I guess I would say that it's a fusion of kind of indie soul and pop. And I guess that comes from my favorite records and the records that have been important to me. But even now, for example, you know, I'm exploring a lot more electronic sounds and I'm exploring house and I'm exploring kind of darker R&B. But I think what's at the core of my sound, what I always knew is that the emphasis was going to be on the voice and on the words because I was a writer before I was a songwriter. When I format a complicated emotion into something that sounds beautiful. When I kind of envelop a tough poem or a tough verse in these kind of warm, gooey sounds, it strangely makes it feel like it's more okay to feel the way that I do about that situation. When I was a kid, I did want to be a writer. I wanted to write books and plays and screenplays. Like my interest was words. I felt this sense of, you know, music almost adds a layer of depth to the connection that words can have, and there's something very healing about music as a medium. So I guess I wanted to tap into that a little bit. Usually lyrics come first for me, I'm very specific about how words sound and the relationship to the words around them. I used to read the dictionary when I was a kid and kind of read out words that I liked. And that's why I think I also gravitated towards spoken word because there's that sense of, you know, a really beautiful sentence brings me satisfaction like nothing else. And I still don't really know where that came from, but I remember being a kid and reading some books and just being like, no, this doesn't sound right. Like I'd always kind of read it aloud. And there's something very beautiful about reading aloud as well, but it definitely informs my music because I spend a lot of time making sure that the lyrics, not when they're just sung, but also spoken, that they sound like they're meant to be together. The poem's called Having a Coke With You. I remember finding this YouTube video of Frank O'Hara reading his poem, Having a Coke With You. And it was interesting because I knew that poem, I'd read it hundreds of times, but hearing which words he emphasized and hearing which words he kind of glossed over and which ones he almost strung together, I think that really hit me. It's even more fun than going to Saint Sebastian, Irun, Onda, Bieritz, Bayonne, or being sick to my stomach on the Travesera de Gracia in Barcelona. There's another dimension partly to saying words partly out loud you that you don't necessarily gather from just reading them. And I think that just ignited my desire to partly kind of really invest myself partly in writing lyrics. Partly because of the secrecy our smiles take on before people in statuary. It is hard to believe when I'm with you that there can be anything as still, as solemn, as unpleasantly definitive, as statuary. I mean, I remember I was sitting on the train and I just heard this person say very quietly on the phone, you can take a dog out of a fight, but you can't take the fight out of a dog. And it just was so out of context and just surprising. And when you hear something like that, It's almost as if you're in some kind of strange art house film where the dialogue isn't strung together. It's just kind of random little flashes. And I always write those down in my notebook and try and build something off of them or wonder what the person meant by that. And then my imagination kind of carries me away. I remember watching this live performance of Radiohead performing Body Snatchers at Jules Holland. And there was something so frenetic about that performance. There was something so rough around the edges. It was just very pure and unfiltered expression. And I think when I was younger, I always assumed that a live performance had to be perfect. Everything had to be tuneful. Everything had to be to the record. But hearing that performance where they were almost just like, They were just completely free. It was wild and it was electric to watch. And I think that gave me this sense of realising that live performance was an art in itself and that it could be experimental. And I also saw this performance of St. Vincent at Austin City Limits, the festival, and just that idea of improvisation and the fact that you could tell that in terms of her instrument, in terms of the guitar, she was just completely in the moment. It was almost like jazz, like jazz musicians improvising as they went and just following these instincts and lightning bolts of emotion in the moment. That really struck me as well. I found in terms of instrumentation, I found myself being very attracted to either lightly fingerpicked guitar like in albums like Pink Moon by Nick Drake or Carrie and Lowell by Sophia Stevens or like very heavily distorted guitars going back to St. Vincent or Radiohead, you know, the bands. I think there's something very special about the guitar. There's something very malleable about it because... When I think about all my favorite albums, the guitar's kind of at the core of them all. And also I think drums is something that I care about a lot in music. That comes from my love of trip-hop and hip-hop growing up. And I've always thought of the drums as kind of the beating heart of the song, as cliche as that sounds. And it can really dictate the rhythm and the pace of the song. And I definitely think drums and words are linked in that way you know, which beats are emphasised and which kind of blend into the next. And there's this sense of it being, I don't know, I think in my favourite albums, the threads throughout the album are either in the drums or in the words. Being on stage is a very specific experience, like being able to almost heal in public being able to see all these people who have found something special in your music, people who may even have been saved by your songs. It feels like you're just part of this very safe space of people who love music and love what you're doing. But I remember being in Barcelona and playing the biggest stage that I'd played yet at this festival, I was playing essentially in front of this big square and it was about five or 6,000 people. And I kind of took off my inner at the end of the performance. And I just heard this like roar that almost seemed like it echoed throughout the whole of Barcelona. And that was really beautiful. Immediately when I think about the power of sound, I think about its power to connect. You know, I think about the idea of dance, how that's almost like a universal language. I think about the fact that people can be moved by sounds without even understanding the language. You know, when you think about things like opera, when you think about songs in different languages, I think that the power of sound is the fact that it can just join us together as human beings. I think that's what's special about it to me.